If you have too many thoughts whirling through your head and need to settle down, get to know your magnificent mind. We let our brains run the show, but the real juice is in finding your true nature far beyond your intellect. Welcome to A Magnificent Mind with Jan Christensen and Marnix Powells. Join us today on a journey to discover your magnificent and endlessly powerful mind and settle down to your real potential. Now, here are your hosts, Jan and Marnix. Hi, this is A Magnificent Mind, a radio show about slowing down to the speed of life, connecting to your true nature, and deeply enjoying the results. My name is Marnix, and here's my co-host, Jen. Woo! Hello, hello. <laughs> Hi, Jen. Um, last episode, at the end of last episode, I created the topic for this episode, which is creativity. And um, so we have an obligation to our, to our ever-growing audience to talk about uh, creativity. And now it's one of my favorite uh, topics, to be honest. And, uh, and let's see what we can create because we create all day long. You know, just before we started recording this uh, episode, I created a fried egg with five slices of bacon. <laughs> and, and before that, the universe created my empty stomach, uh, which said, I want to be fed, fill me. <laughs> so there is always uh, um, creation. And I just ask you, um, before we started the recording, I just ask you, are you creating something right now? And you said, no, I'm not. Is that yeah, it's easy to forget that we're creating all the time. It's easy to not see it, to uh, think that you're just kind of going through the motions of your life, but it is all creating. We're creating Every day, all the time, small ways, big ways, and that's that's the fun of life, creating. And the more you create, the more exciting life becomes. The more you engage, get into life, and, and have fun, and play, and try different things, that's exciting. Yeah, I think... We tend to we tend to believe that creation is only for artists, like it's a big thing. Mm -hmm. Like writers create, poets create, painters create, um, musicians create. But life is created on the spot. You know why you and I are being created right now. And the thing we say that comes out of our mouth is created right now. And what is really awesome is to not care too much about the quality of that. Right? Yeah. Because we were just talking before the show about some of the things that I've created in the last little while. Um, a 24-7 Zoom room where we had a pile of coaches show up and host and and then that kind of dissolved for a bit. Now it's a little bit in creation again in a much smaller way. And that's just how, how things evolve when you kind of go with the flow of creation. 
you don't have to feel too stuck and too attached to any particular way that it's going. And you can change your mind. You can change your mind any time. And that's kind of a beautiful thing, too, to be that, uh, that free and that open to be able to say, oh, you know what? I don't know if this is the direction I want it to go. Let's stop, take a look, pause for a bit. Well, that's, that's creation, too. So you got this idea, and, and then you stick to it. And then, uh, you know, somewhere along the line, it doesn't seem like a good idea anymore. And then you have a new idea. That's, we can be very um, fierce when it comes to plans and goals and sticking to it and failing at it and stuff like that. But what, what if, if, if goals, especially when it comes to creation and creativity, what if goals are just a, a, a really cool way to get you going? Just mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. To, to, to go somewhere, anywhere, and then along the line... Um, Keep looking around and, 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 and stay as free as possible to divert from where you were going originally. Because the goals can bring you to places that you just didn't, weren't able to imagine. Because, well, our imagination is, is, is big, but it's not as big as it, it could be or as, as the potential we have. So when we take creativity in a more formal way or a more... Um, uh, more um, general um, way, and let's let's ha- j- talk a little bit, a little bit about writing a book because I know you did, and I know I did, and uh, I know many people ha- love the idea of writing a book and and putting out their uh, their thoughts in the world and and being able to to share something that people can. Uh, uh, can listen to or that can, people can read. So, how was your how was your process of creation when you were writing the book? How did how did it come about? How did you start? And and did you like it? And did you hate it? Or was it difficult or easy? Well, I just want to say first that society doesn't encourage us to. Uh, to be creative and to go with an idea and then kind of drop that idea and pick up something new. That's not encouraged, I don't think. We, as, as we grow up, we're kind of taught that, you know, you, you stick to a path and you have a method and you do it this way and stick with that. But it doesn't have to be that way. And when you see that and start drop, dropping away the limiting beliefs that we've been taught, and say to yourself, you know, it, it's okay to change your mind. What, I think you get, it's easy to get caught up in the, the notion of what will people say because I start this. Mm. I have to stay with this. I have to do this now. Once it's begun, you're on a path and you're going to look silly if you drop it. None of that is true. It's all just limiting beliefs. Mm. So when you... When you Let's look at at writing a book. Most people want to write a book, but they get intimidated by the process. They get afraid. What if I start it and I can't finish? Why would I start it if I'm not going to finish? Oh, I'll drop that idea. I think it's better to be a little bit more open-minded and to not be afraid of 
of success or failure. Be more in in tune with, is it something you want to do? I think that's a, maybe a better angle to come at it from. If it's something you want to do, then give it a try. Don't be shy to try things and change your mind. I think that's a good way to look at it. Changing your mind is okay. Yeah, I think with writing a book and, and so many other creative uh, ventures we can have is that the thing that is actually helpful to write a book is also fucking it up somewhere because our imagination, the thing we we we, we rely on when we write or create stuff, <clears throat> is also capable of making up how difficult it is to write a book. So the thing that's helpful in creating it also gets in the way. Because when people think about writing a book, it's a really big thing. Because, well, mm. what does it mean to write a book? And that's why I always tell people who want to write a book, don't write a book, write a page. Mm -hmm. write a, or write a paragraph. If you have a paragraph and you have two paragraphs, in the end, you'll, you'll have one page or two pages. And if you keep on writing, you have enough pages. You have a book. But if you start writing a book, it's such a, uh, such a big, big deal. You have no idea how long it will take. You have no idea where it will go, what it will ask from you, how many years it will, it will cost you. And the thinking about all these unknown uh, things can be so discouraging. Well, if you just write mm -hmm. the writing itself and then just see where it ends, it makes it, mm -hmm. it less discouraging. I, I, I see the same thing when people, when I work with people who are addicted and we talk about ending their addiction and then, and then I say, yeah, just, just end it right now and then end it in this in, in, and, and don't do it in the next second. And, and consider not doing it in the second after that, instead of, I can never drink again. How about Christmas 2026? Now I can never go on a holiday and have a beer again. And you have this <laughs> immense creation in your head. It's so big and it's so yeah. insurmountable. It's so huge. And it's like, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's impossible. It's, yeah. And, and it's impossible it takes, when you build it up in your mind. Yeah. Yeah. So it starts here, and then the next step will follow from the first one, and the third one will mm -hmm. well be born from the second one. But you have to take the first one, and of course, this is a, 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 a very big cliche, but it's also very true. Like we're doing this radio show, I'm not, I'm not sure how do you how you think uh, about this, you know, just before we record it, but there's no cell in my body that is concerned about the outcome of what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we can't help but fall into those old traps of, of thinking we have to know it all before we begin. And we just don't. I know when I, when I thought of the idea of writing a book, I thought, I don't think I could manage that. That's for people that are smarter than me, people who have um, written more than me. All kinds of ideas come to the surface that you feel like you have to believe, and you don't have to believe it. So when yeah. you open up to the idea that it's okay to not know everything and start writing a book anyway. I bought a course to show me how to write a book, and that was a little bit helpful but mostly not helpful because I didn't want to go by the rules of 
someone else, someone who thought that when they sat down to write a book, this is what they had to do. Mm-hmm. So when I opened up to the idea that maybe maybe I can do it my way, that hey, was a whole lot easier. There's an idea. <laughs> a whole lot easier to do that. Yeah. Because we we all we all think differently, we all do things differently, and we can't put ourselves inside a little box and and follow someone else's suggestions how we mm-hmm. should be and how we should do things. Yeah, we we've, we've for, allowed we to be us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you, we 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 forget that the rules are you know once were, didn't exist. So it's like right now, you know, I have all these podcasts and people say, no, you need a podcast. It needs to be 12 minutes because then people's, <laughs> you know, attention will go away. No, well, if I'm listening to something that I really like, I wouldn't mind listening for three hours. It's all yeah. bullshit. It's all made up. So the the thing is, we think when we write a book, we have to be a writer in order to to write a book. Well, I wrote eight books and I still don't feel like a writer. I don't, I don't even know what it means. <laughs> How do you know you're a writer? Yeah. What does it mean to be a writer? And what does that mean? Well, you could find a book where someone would tell you what that would mean, or you could just kind of look inside yourself and see what it means to you. It's all about looking inside yourself to see what well, surfaces. And what if it doesn't matter if you're a writer or not? What if it, it just matters that yeah. you have, have fun writing stuff and do that? And, and you have some, and something to say, yeah. Most of the time we judge ourselves before we even start with something, right? And it, 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 it takes oh, away the, yeah. the, the, the whole enthusiasm and the whole inspiration just before you even take the first step. Yeah, I think we're so hard on ourselves. We're so quick to go in the direction of you can't, you can't. That little chatter that goes on in your head tells you, you can't do this, you can't do that. <laughs> you don't have to listen to that because that's just thoughts. And thoughts flow all the time through your head. And when you stop and attach to a thought, that's when you can either get yourself in trouble or you can learn something. So if you have the thought that, no, I can't write a book, maybe just let that thought go. Maybe the thought will come along, hmm, maybe I can write a book. I bet you can. But what does it even mean to have a thought? You know, how important is a thought? We, we, ha- we have them all the time. I think nobody in the world has ever proven the fact that we have thoughts, but we, we, all, we still have them. So you can't catch a thought. You can't, like, extract it from a, a person's imagination or uh, experience. We all know we have thoughts, but what are thoughts? And why do we feel responsible for the madness that we are sometimes witnessing in our minds? Why do we think it's us? Why do you think that is? And, yes. And why do we take it seriously? Why do we listen to it? Give it power. It has no power until you give it power, thought. And when you give it power, then, oh, look out, look out. You can be on a roller coaster <laughs> with thought storms yeah. racing so it, through your head. It, it, oh, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, 
it seems to me that thought needs our attention to come alive, to uh, to exist. And and we we hardly ever consider the fact that we don't have to do that. We don't have to give that attention to it. And it's the attention that kind of gives it momentum. And the momentum pulls in new thoughts that can stick to the old, to the first one. And then you, mind is, is very creative. Now, of course, many mm-hmm. of the thoughts we have are quite repetitive. You know, we have, we have our own personal themes of, of thoughts that come every day. But in a way, it is very creative because, you know, let's say that you, like when I, after my first book, I, I thought that, oh, if I write a book, I'm, I will be happy for the rest of my life. I'll be so proud about, you know, having written this book and everything will be amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. no, because the mind didn't think so. So when the first book was there and it was pretty cool and I, you know, I was on television in Holland and people really liked the book and they started to buy it and I, w- I became on the, you know, on the, on the track of becoming a bestseller, which eventually happened. Well, it didn't take very long for my mind to come up with the fact that I needed another book. Imagine so, that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's you know that's so, we always think no if if no you if if I only get this, it's just just this this thing I I need this book this career this thing if I have that if it's there, I'll be fine. You know mm-hmm. we know that it doesn't work. That sure, way. sure. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. But it can. It also can work that way. You can write the book and feel the, the power from having done that and lean into that feeling that everything's good now. I've written my book. We don't realize the power that we have. We're so quick to think that we're just this little, this little human being running around with all these thoughts and feeling crazy half the time. We're so much more than that. And writing a book can, can lead to you feeling uh, wonderful about yourself, feeling like you've really accomplished something great. And learning to accept that you, you can love yourself and you can um, create things and be proud of them and not have to create them. And then once they're created, you go, oh, God, now that's done. I'm back to square one. Mm. You, don't, you don't have to feel that way. Yeah, and, and how about creating them just because creating stuff is cool? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we have so much riding on the end result. I want to be on the bestseller mm-hmm. list. I, wanna, I want people to read. Now, of course, it's cool if people read your book. But I've seen that my first book was, was pretty successful. My second book was a disaster. Like nobody was interested at all, which was a very humbling uh, and very refreshing experience. I can say that now. Mm-hmm. I didn't in the first few weeks when nobody bought right. it. But I hated it when it, <laughs> when it happened back then. But it, it gave me so much perspective on the, 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 the utter unimportance of, of being a, a famous writer or whatever. So this took away the pressure 
of, you know, my, my publisher said, you know, this is a nightmare. Writing a, a really popular first book is a nightmare for every author because it sets the bar mm-hmm. so high. Well, <laughs> I don't agree. Because if you write a very successful one and afterwards you write one that nobody reads, it kind of gets your feedback on the ground. And that is never bad. Mm-hmm. It's never bad for you. And then afterwards you can start creating just because you like creating and not because you hope that the creation will bring you something, bring you fame and bring you uh, uh, whatever. And like, you know, and, and, and the, 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 the cool thing, really cool thing about this is, and, and I didn't know this, I wrote that second book, which is about screen addiction. I wrote it in 2016. And when it was published, many people said, no, that's not a thing. It doesn't exist. Screen addiction. You're such a pessimist. It's just on, it's just smartphones. It just doesn't, you know, pff, you know, grow a pair, get over it. Now, <laughs> a year ago in 2019, when, you know, when, well, it's, it, it became clear that, well, they, it, you know, the, the, the smartphone and online platforms and stuff and social media are, you know, are becoming a problem for some people at least. Um, mm-hmm. There was this item on Dutch national television, and they needed a specialist. Now, all the people that, that, that find specialists for TV programs, they're very lazy. So what they do is they just Google, they Google, and then they Google whatever, <laughs> social media specialist. And because I wrote a book about it, which nobody bought, but I wrote a book about it. Well, I was, somebody was a social media and addiction specialist. So they invited me to come on national te- television. And all of a sudden, I was the, the addiction specialist. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> the irony of that is so big. That is great. That's great. It's, it's, I'm, I'm backing up a little bit to uh, creativity, and it's our expectations. Whatever our expectations are can either ruin it or or they can make it a wonderful experience so you want to be creative have less on it have less on the outcome lower the ex- not even lower the expectations just make the expectations something that can be powerfully good for you instead of powerfully have the power to be powerfully deflating for you so you create something and your expectation is not to have it be the best thing that ever hit the world, but your expectation is to enjoy the creating, to enjoy the process, and to see where it takes you. And if it keeps feeling good inside, continue. If it stops feeling good inside, stop it. And when, if you stop it, don't let the expectation of, of feeling failure, because it's, it's never failure. Anything you try is a good thing. Anything you try and create. Yeah. You know, you, you, you mentioned the idea of expectations, and I think about it, and I think, I don't create my expectations. It's not that I'm, I'm sitting on the couch thinking of expectations. They just, they just arise. It's not, I, not, I don't create them purposefully, like, like, like mm-hmm. I want, I want to have them. It's just that I get them, and then I feel responsible for them. But I, why should I create 
these expectations around books because it's not really very helpful. Now, if you take the creation of your expectations just as lightly as you take everything that is created within you, all your thoughts, then you can play with your expectations because, you know, when you, you can say expectations, but one way of having expectations is daydreaming. And I love doing that. I love dreaming about, you know, my, my, my house at the beach that I want to have someday. Mm-hmm. Well, sooner mm-hmm. or, or, you know, I'd rather sooner or le- than later, but I'd love, I'd love, and I love to think about that. And I love to daydream and just, you know, just, just float in the fantasy of, of, of being at that house. Now, if I don't get the house, I'm fine. I'm fine anyway. So mm-hmm. expectations can be awesome if you don't connect your value or your worth to them, right? Yeah, don't get too attached to them. We're back to the beginning again. You create, you have expectations, don't get too attached to them, and just go in the flow. Yeah. It's, it's hardly ever helpful to, to really want to write a really good book. It just open up mm-hmm. your word, word process program, word, whatever, or whatever you use, write, or, and then sit and watch the blinking cursor and then think, I have to write something really good right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if, if there's yeah. anything that kills creativity, it's a thought like that. <laughs> it would be that. Because you start, yes. you're type, yes. you type, yeah, uh, the moon. No, 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 it's not the moon. <laughs> no, it's the not it. That's not no, what I want. <laughs> no, no, no book starts with the roof. Or, oh, you know. we're, we're so funny. We're so we funny. are. We don't you realize hear, it. Yeah. You hear people talk about writer's block all the time. Well, that's oh, yeah. just what you explained is writer's block, the roof, the water, yeah. the sky. <laughs> No, none of that'll do. Start no. back, throw that away. The garbage bag becomes, or the garbage container becomes full of pieces of paper with one-liners on it. That's Just a, that's relax. A, that's a cool sentence to start a book with. The garbage container is full with. Now, we're almost <laughs> at, the, at the break. We're going to have a break right now. And I hope to, I hope to see you or hear you back or whatever. See you later. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa. Play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. 
Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. This is a magnificent mind. To reach Jan Christensen, Marnix Powells, or their guest today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to insearchofapeacefulmind at gmail.com. Now, back to a magnificent mind. Hello and welcome back uh, to uh, a magnificent mind with uh, with uh, with uh, Jan Christensen and Marnix Pauls. That's me, Jan from uh, Canada and Marnix from uh, the Netherlands. And in this episode, we're talking about creativity, about creating stuff, and about the obstacles that we create ourselves while creating, and about you know how difficult it can be to to write a book if you think that it's difficult to write a book how it's difficult even to start your first sentence. Like we always think, and I think that was my trap as well uh, before I wrote my first book, was that when we start to write, everything has to be perfect from the, from the first sentence we write. We have to write in the, in the, in the exact right, perfect order. You know, It's like Stephen King doesn't have any editors. Well, I can, I can tell you he does. Every writer has at least one editor or more. And there are, I, think, I don't think there are any authors that, that write a book that is, hasn't been edited, that hasn't been uh, changed, that hasn't been rewritten, at least partially. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's when, we think, when, we, when we think that the first sentence has to be brilliant from the get-go, we give ourselves so much pressure that nothing really, really happens because we're so critical and then we don't even get started. And for me as a writer, and I've been writing my whole life because it was an advertising and I had to write stuff all day long as a copywriter. I found out that inspiration is not something you wait for. It's just like something that will accompany you as soon as you start doing stuff. I see it like there's this bus and you get on the bus and you are the bus and you're driving the bus, you're riding, you're just starting. And then somewhere along the line, and it won't, it doesn't have to take very long. You know, inspiration will get on the bus and will help you. But you just have to get going and not wait for the magical moment of conception. You know, it's just, Mm-hmm. Throwing yourself in there. Yeah. Now let's make the jump. The jump that I like to make. It, Ooh, it's all the about love. The it's jump. all about love. <laughs> how did you how do you how do you manage to drag love into this? 
creativity it's just, episode. It's so it's so important, so important, and it it needs to be at the base of of every, It is. They always say love is the answer to everything, and it really is. It really is. So you want to write a book. You get caught up in your head. You have expectations. Put all that aside and just have love for yourself and come from that space and it'll all just fall into place. Well, can't argue with that. (laughs) So just thinking, we will stay close to love. We always do, right, Jen? So you don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about that. But I was just thinking, what what if we also create failures? Like, I don't, I don't really like the word, but what if that is just another creation we have? So we create success and we create yeah. failures. And the creation of all of those are uh, helpful. Yeah, and just love them all. Don't be afraid to embrace the failures as much as the successes. Because the failures are never a bad thing. They're not. We think they are because we have this expectation yeah. that we won't fail. That's but it, right? It's not just yeah, not in line trying. with our expectation. Yeah, with the beliefs that have been conditioned in our mind. Get rid of the belief. Slow down on the expectations. And accept the failures. And then what's to be afraid of if you're not afraid of failing? That takes a big piece out of it. Yeah, that it's is a, when we're afraid of failing that, yeah. that we get all caught up in our head. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, there must be a, a huge story behind our fear of failing because most people are terrified. But it, what does it even mean? A failure is like a judgment, and that is a judgment yeah. after, the, after the fact. So you do something, you, you thought it might go in a specific direction, and then it doesn't. Why do we, don't we just say, hmm, I thought wrong about the direction? Yeah, or you know what? I learned from that direction. Hmm, now I'm going to turn in a different direction. I guess that pisses people off if you don't get really down and dirty and feel bad about your failures. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and to be honest, really, you know, really. Yeah, yeah. And no, I talking about creation in, in a more general way and a more human way, I, to be honest, I don't have really know what's good for me. It, 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 like the direction in my life, like the, the stuff that happens to me that is painful or sad or suffocating or paralyzing. I've had many of those moments in my life. And the only thing mm-hmm. I can say right now and I'm, you know, 52 and it's somewhere in August still, right? In 2020, talking to you. Every very good, very bit good. of that, that journey has been helpful and powerful. But I didn't choose it. I didn't, I didn't choose to be an addict for such a long time. I didn't choose. So all these addictions and mental afflictions were created for me, through me, within me. For me to battle with it, struggle with it, get exhausted by it, and then one day, you know, when I didn't didn't really know what to do anymore, and and my mind was exhausted as well, and 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 stopped coming up with shitty 
uh, uh, things to do or goals or whatever, it's like I found myself back again. And that's perfect. It's perfect to realize that you never know when something is a failure. Because I, mm-hmm. you know, it's, there's a big part of my life you could easily call failed or uh, unsuccessful. Or, but it was all a part of the, of the bigger thing. And I think we tend to forget that. We tend to forget that there's something going on that we have no clue of. What do we know mm-hmm. with our tiny, tiny, tiny brains? You know, we think we know the universe. We think we know what we need, what's good for us, where we have to go. You know, what kind of relationship we, we need to have, what kind of career we need, how, how much success we need. We don't know shit, right? No, we don't. We don't. And we don't accept that very well. Most of us don't, don't really like to accept the fact that we know fuck all. But it's true. So how did you get to accept that or even enjoy that? That, that you don't know, fuck all. Well, it takes all the re- all of the nasty responsibility and expectations away. You don't have to sit in that pile of crap. You don't have to feel bad about not knowing what direction to go in. You don't have to feel bad about what not knowing what to do next. Because if you just settle into it and relax, it'll come to you and through you exactly what you should do next. It, we're just usually so wound up and trying so hard to figure it all out that we miss the fact that it can all just flow through us and, and be, it can all just happen so effortlessly our whole life. Mm. If we just fall into the flow of the energy and the intelligence that flows through us. And yeah, that sounds like divine creativity. But I, I, I imagine, and I don't imagine, I know that life wasn't like that for you always, like so absolutely no. and with so much trust. So what, what, what shifted in you to, you know, from a more, distrusting and, and uh, fearful human being? What, what shifted for you in order to start trusting whatever happens to you? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's, it, it's pretty easy to answer too because what I did is what I, what I learned to do was stop feeling like a victim. That was so big in my life. Because bad things can happen to you. And you can have a history of a lot of depression. And I could go on and on and on. But as soon as you decide to, to not be that story and to not continue to follow those thoughts and you forgive people who have done things that, were, that you viewed as wrong to you, you forgive them you stop feeling like a victim. And when you stop feeling like a victim, you can live. As long as you're a victim in your life, you're stuck in in the feelings of uh, negativity and distrust. No self-love. As soon as you walk away from all that, 
the possibilities are endless. So why do you think it's so appealing to us to, to take that role of the victim and to dwell in it? Because we think of ourselves as these human beings, these little human beings here on earth. We don't see beyond that. And what is beyond that is the fact that we do have the ability to just let the energy flow through us and feel absolutely wonderful inside. And, draw, and really, once you let go of being a victim, then you also have to, it's a lot of letting go. You have to do a lot of letting go and unlearning things that you've learned. You have to drop away the limiting beliefs that you have conditioned into you. And that takes a little bit of time because you don't even realize the beliefs that you're living your life by. And they're so deeply ingrained. Beliefs about how a woman should be or how a man should be or um, how children should behave. We have all these layers and layers of beliefs that have been piled on us and we've been trained and conditioned to believe. And, you know, people think that for society to run smoothly, we need all this conditioning and rules and ways of behaving. We don't. We need the opposite. We need creativity, freedom to feel self-love, getting rid of all the, the feelings of hate and despair and depression, and falling into feelings of just enjoying life, enjoying the moment, live in the moment. So stop being a victim. Stop believing your beliefs and your thoughts and live in the moment. That's three little sentences. And all it really takes is deciding you're gonna live without so much effort in the negativity. If you, if you would have told me this like eight years ago, I would have slapped you in the face. <laughs> really. I probably would have slapped myself in the face. Yeah, you it probably never does you have, much good to you slap yourself You wouldn't have told me anyways. No, but it's like, <laughs> no. you know, when it, it, when it makes sense, it really makes sense. But when you are a victim and when you believe that life has, has dealt you a very bad hand, this can sound so dismissive and condescending even. Like, yeah, you just have to feel good. And so I think we appreciate that. And we appreciate that people could think that way and could regard what mm -hmm. we are saying uh, as uh, disrespectful and um, not taking into account how difficult life can be. And I think we, we, we don't underestimate that, right? But no, no. the thing is, we want to be right or you want to have a good life. Like I yeah, wanted to be right it. always. And well, it only yeah. brought me misery, you know, because I want mm -hmm. to, I, I'm right. And this is my opinion and you're wrong and listen to me and I've got to crush you. <laughs> and I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> so at the end of the day, I just like literally at the end of the day, I, I, I like, I kept score of how, how right I had been that day. 
like a mm, on checklist discussions good, good, good. on Twitter, yeah. And I want a discussion <laughs> at the grocery store, all right? <laughs> but it never stopped because the next yeah. day I had to start all over again. And now it's yeah. way more like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you want to win this discussion? There you go. Have a good day. Bye. You know, and I'm out, I am off into the woods, into the proverbial woods. Yeah. Um, there's so much energy we we spend on stuff that doesn't get us anywhere. That is just a, a very um, unhelpful attempt to to feel safe instead of just you know dropping into the unknown. And this is something, if I would have said something like this a couple of years ago, I would have slapped myself in the face. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the fuck oh. does that mean? Like falling into the unknown. Well, you know, I life know. by nature is unknown. And we don't think so. We have all this, uh, these ideas and these concepts and we have this, this like a, 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 a invisible uh, matrix we, 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 as a blanket we, we use as, as our ideas about what the, what the world looks like and, 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 and what our, who our friends are and what does it mean to, to have this career and this job. And we feel secure within this made-up uh, story. And mm-hmm. it, that's not bad. I like my story, right? We, we all have stories. I like my backstory and I can use it. It's very practical. People, oh, yeah, you're an, you're an addict. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, then you know what, what it means to be an addict. As a coach, it's very helpful. But clinging to your story, defending your story, no matter what, there's so much pain in there. Mm-hmm. And so much fear. We don't realize how driven by fear we are when we're trying to keep up with the beliefs and the judgments and the, the uh, being right. So there's your big choice. Do you want to live in fear and feel like shit? Or do you want to live in a feeling of love and live in bliss? Yeah. And sometimes, you know, what, what opened a lot for me was I realized not so long ago that whenever I feel right, and I think I'm right. I just realized how much of a coincidence it was that I'm only the only person in the world who's always right. <laughs> that just didn't make very much sense anymore. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's like 7.6 billion people in the world. But Marnix from Amsterdam in the Netherlands, he is always right. When you want, want to know the truth, visit Marnix. Ask him. He knows. And, mm-hmm. and we, mm-hmm. there is no, I don't know what, what, if there is even a, a universal right. What I do know is that there is a societal right and a tribal right and a bubble right. You know, in this bubble, we think this is right and this is wrong. Just dr- jump mm-hmm. to, to another bubble. And mm-hmm. it, it might mm-hmm. be the reverse. Might be the other way around. Mm-hmm. So... Leaving stuff like that behind and making it like you being a victim, being right, feeling that you know what what the world should look like, or that you like I don't know this is my you know my political inclination, or I love I love this soccer team. It's fine, but it's not who you are, 
And as soon as it start, starts to result in, in fights and, and bad, mm-hmm. not, not sleeping anymore and, and discussing uh, uh, the world every minute of your day, you think you, maybe you should start wondering if that's what you truly want. Now, I, I kind of mm-hmm. lost most of my, the, the, the identification with my opinions. I still have them. Because, well, I, they're really deeply ingrained in who I think I am. But I don't care mm-hmm. about defending them anymore, or at least not as, as much as I did or I like to. I know that my opinions are not who I am. So people can crush them mm-hmm. or trample them or spit on them. And I don't care. And you don't care. No, you don't care. I heard a mother tell a story on TV last night, and it was... <laughs> It's just exactly what we're talking about. Her daughter was 18 years old and wanted to get married. And she did not like the boy. He was in a band and he was bad news, drummer. She, she told the daughter, she said, if you marry him, you can't come back to my house. I just disagree with what you're doing. It's wrong. And, and I'm telling you it's wrong. And if you won't listen to me, then we're done. So the daughter went, and she married this guy. And a year later, they got divorced. So the mother was right. But she was in so much pain because she never saw her daughter anymore. And fast forward a little bit, she had a six-year-old granddaughter who she had never met, all because of that belief, Mm -hmm. the belief that she was right. And she was right. But it sure was a rotten path that she had to live with. And that's the kind of things we do to ourselves. When we hang on to a belief and to being right, we can make it so hard. Yeah, yeah. We can make life so bad. Look at all the divorces people have that end in, in, in battles with the children as victims. Like yeah. grown, grown up people can't even overcome their own grudges and their own misconceptions and their own ideas and their own opinions about other people. Like, you know, there's so much pain in hanging on to your uh, conviction. And it's yeah, all, to be it's, right. It's, it's all, it's, it's, we all learn about that stuff from other people. We mm-hmm. never really challenged it. It was like part of our upbringing. And then mm-hmm. we, the, 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 we have all these cathedrals of, of, of ideas and opinions and we never question them because we think that's who we are. And mm-hmm. if I stop hanging on to that, I'll stop hanging on to myself and I'll lose myself and I'll lose my voice and I'll lose my power. But the opposite is true because it will make you so the much more flexible. Yeah. And make life effortless. The, the question that, that parents who are getting a divorce or that people who are in a difficult situation, the question they should ask themselves when they're struggling with this wanting to be right and wanting to, their opinion to matter more than the other person's is, just ask themselves, what would love say to this? How would love respond to this? And you know you go in a completely different direction. You lose that 
desire to to uh, be be the person who's right. You just lose that desire. Yeah, and I, I I do believe that you know this love question, or what would love do, something like that, is very helpful to cultivate. But also when you're doing fine, because when you are in a very shitty mm-hmm. mood, it's a big question, and you're you're maybe you know there is a, a possibility that you don't really love very much in the moment, and that it's not something that comes you know because when we are all when we are uh, 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 angry or, or furious even we get lost you know we lose ourselves in our righteousness and in our maybe our fear of being wrong or losing something and then we tend to drift away from our hearts so it can be very difficult in those moments even when it's so powerful to ask ourselves questions like that but it's a very beautiful question you know what would love to if you if you just reflect on that without opinions about yeah but whatever just just that's also spiritual or whatever you know well she is a bitch and now i'm you know i'm divorcing her and i'm right and eh, look what she's doing and all my friends agree <laughs> the thing is yeah you can be you so wanna, you want to feel like shit or you want to feel good and you when you hang on to your grudges and your your personal opinions and your 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 distrust you feel like shit most of the time now you can create a different life right you can create a different life if you let life create through you that's not yeah. your responsibility anymore and it makes everything so much easier and you still do whatever needs to be done and you still pay your mortgage and you still have a job you go and you do still do groceries and you still vacuum your house probably and you don't have to to live on a mountain in a cave you know and 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 stop sex having sex and stop drinking whatever it doesn't really matter but life can be created through you and then everything you create will be like it's touched by magic Mm-hmm. And I think you and I discovered that because of because we did the opposite for so long, right? That's the cool yeah. thing about fucking up is that you get so many new chances. Mm-hmm. So we have we have almost twenty seconds left. Do we have some last oh. words for the for the listeners? Yeah, we have so to fast. say we have to say goodbye. Yeah, we do. The hour goes so quick. I always seconds, enjoy. Nine, so thanks for being with us yeah and 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 please come back for our next episode we don't know what we're going to talk about we'll we'll probably will be amazing it'll be a surprise yeah okay bye bye it will thanks for for listening Thank you for listening to A Magnificent Mind. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then.